Welcome to the Money Hour with Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, August 26th show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. My goal is to keep you up to date on the latest news and trends in our local economy. Keep me tuned in and I will keep you informed. If you are hearing my show at a different time, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show and I'll answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have in studio today. Please call the show at one 855 411150. Again, that's 1-855-411150 or online at themoneyhour.com. And my lineup for today's show, Keith Medley and Brian Walker. Final phase inspection, dangers of waiving your home inspection. Also in studio, I have Andrea Bovey with My LTC Expert. Avoid nursing homes by planning ahead for extended care. And last guest in studio, Francine Schneider with Remax Integrity. Why listing a home overpriced is a huge mistake. Great information and great guest in studio. For more information on any topic discussed or topics you'd like to hear on future shows, please call the show at one 855 411150 Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyhour.com. And as always, let's start out the show today with a little money chat. Money. Money. And today for Money Chat, I thought I'd bring in a little bit about criminal histories for Seattle rental applicants not considered under the law, something that Seattle real estate investors should be aware of. The Seattle City Council passed an ordinance that almost completely prohibits landlords from screening uh, prospective tenants based on their criminal histories. It's all about reducing the number of people living on the streets in Seattle. When taking applications, they won't be allowed to ask about criminal history. And in choosing tenants, they cannot reject them due to their criminal history. The only people who may be denied rental housing will be those that are sex offenders registered because of adult convictions and landlords denying housing to such people will still need to demonstrate a really good reason, business reason for doing so. Now, the intent, according to the proponents for this, is to lower barriers to housing for people with criminal histories, who now often are rejected by landlords. Council members voted 6 to 0 in evidence of the uh, the ordinance for their civil right com- committee to the full council. Now, some lander- landlords say being allowed to make decisions based on the criminal histories of Prospective tenants helps them better safeguard their property and existing tenants. Landlord renting part of their own homes and sharing a kitchen or bathroom with the tenant will be exempt, as will primary leaseholders giving an authority by landlords to choose roommates. People renting mother-in-law apartments or backyard cottages on properties where they live also will be exempt, but microhousing units will be covered by the ordinance. 
Proponents of the ordinance say people who already have served their time shouldn't be penalized against by landlords. And they say people who have been arrested but not convicted also should be treated the same as everyone else. They also feel the criminal histories have enough punishment from embarrassment to loss of job or losing the ability to travel internationally. Even simple misdemeanors can cause havoc years and years after the case is over. Punishing for housing and the ability to have a roof over their heads and to provide for their family is too much punishment is the reason for the ordinance. Now, Seattle recognizes the issue and its intersection with the homeless crisis passed this new ordinance forbidding the use of criminal histories in rental applications. For Seattle residents, there are scared, they're scared of living next to criminals. The city points out that there is no relationship between criminal history and tenant violation, and if some committed a serious violent felony, they are probably still in prison. Well, who knows about that, but landlords are forced, will have to do a deeper dive into the applicant's financial and other civil records. There's enough criteria outside of the criminal records that landlords can use to deny, deny someone housing. Taking a look at previous evictions is an example that could provide evidence that the person applying is a financial risk, which would make it okay to decline them for that rental. Bottom line is landlords want to make sure that tenants are responsible and this is still possible to deny if they are not. Now, there are approximately 11,600 homeless in King County. A count by All Home found 5,485 were unsheltered in January. That includes people living on the street, in abandoned buildings, as well as vehicles and tenants. More than 7,000 of those are considered homeless just in the Seattle area. The Seattle Office of Civil Rights is empowered to investigate any claims of adverse action by landlords, which includes not just denying tenancy or charging higher security deposits, but also more minor offenses like refusing to add a current occupant to a lease. A landlord could then be required to pay damages, provide rent credits, or mitigation their actions through uh, targeted advertising to effective communities. Now, these offenders will also have to participate in anti bicep training courses. Should a landlord not go through this education, they can be fined 11000 for first offense, 27500 for two within a five-year period, and 55000 for more than two violations within seven years. Now, Seattle's already hit landlords with a raft of regulations on how they can use their property, including caps on move-in fees, strict limits on no clause evictions for what month to month leases and requires to accept tenants on a first come first serve basis. That gets really confusing as well, but that's a whole nother many chat. Despite all of this, city has the Seattle City has one of the priciest rental markets in the country and worsens homelessness problems. So what do you think? A good intentions or a bad policy? I don't know. I have mixed emotions about this law, but uh, most likely it will follow in the other cities because that's typically what happens. So it's just the start for Seattle. And I just wanted to make sure if you're looking at investment properties, you know about these new laws because they will affect you. And that's Money Chat. Coming up next in the Money Hour, dangerous of waiving your home inspection. Keith Medley from and Brian Walker. Brian, I'm not going to forget you. From final phase inspections right here at 1150 AM. I'm KKNW after this short break.
Are you a woman in business or a brand that wants to help them figure out how to take their business to the next level? Do you have questions about how to effectively and safely use social media to build your brand and business? Are you ready to live your purpose out loud every single day, but not sure how to make it happen? Are you looking to start a thriving business, uncover new ideal clients, or find your dream job? Have you been trying to put your brand story together, but keep getting stuck? Deborah Trapin of D11 Consulting is a well-respected expert who speaks, writes, and consults on the topics of personal brand, digital marketing strategies, and living a fired-up life. Deborah Trapin of D11 Consulting helps entrepreneurs build businesses and lives they love by attracting ideal clients with a solid brand message and simple digital marketing strategies. Deborah Trapin of D11 Consulting is passionate about inspiring entrepreneurs to define their personal brand to build a business and life they love. Deborah Trapin of D11 Consulting is excited to help you get fired up and on your way to building a successful business and life. This is Deborah Trapin of D11 Consulting. To learn more about my firm, connect with me on social media, or sign up for a free consultation, please visit my website, d11consulting.com. Be sure to sign up to fire up on my email list and you will receive a free core values exercise to get you started defining your personal brand and building a life you love. If you prefer email, send me a note at deborah at d11consulting.com. Again, to learn more about my services, connect with me on social or sign up to fire up, visit d11consulting.com. I look forward to connecting with you soon. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 26th show. I am committed to providing you knowledge needed to be successful in every area regarding your finances. Knowledge is power, and that's what you'll receive from listening to the show today. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can always call the show at one 855 or just go online to themoneyhour.com. You can ask any questions, or most important, I can connect you with the guests that I have in studio today. And right now in studio, Keith Medley and Brian Walker with Final Phase Inspection. And they are my inspection guys. I just love how much you guys are so busy out there in our market, and you spend a lot of time educating my listeners here on the show, and I just want to thank you for that. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about dangers of waiving home inspection and a little bit about Keith and Brian. Keith is owner and inspector, was born and raised in the Puget Sound, giving him a full understanding of the weather and the environmental issues that may affect your home. His experience in construction and remodel has given him the inside look and the benefits of quality building techniques as well as the pitfalls associated with substandard workmanship. Keith is an honest, courteous, and quality-minded professional and understands the importance of customer service and communication. A big part of every inspection includes a focus on customer education. Their reports are generated to use Home Inspector Pro software, which is the industry standard due to the user-friendly format. Their full-color inspection reports include high-quality digital pictures to help further explain and support their findings. 
Their reports are emailed usually at the same day and always within 24 hours of inspection. They work very hard to ensure a home buyer understands the status and the functional systems as well as the items required in routine maintenance, which is really important. And a little bit about Brian. Brian Walker was born and raised in the in the Pacific Northwest and brings in over 30 years of experience as a contractor with expertise in custom remodel construction as well as fire and water damage restoration. His exceptional customer service skills allow him to ensure the client's needs and looked after through every step of the inspection process. Brian is a very thorough inspector with the knowledge and identify and explain any issues discovered during the inspection as well as diverse background to offer suggestions on repairs and improvement. Brian has been proudly serving our customers or their customers since February of 2015. Very excited you guys to talk about maybe a little of a controversial um, topic here, uh, depending on who you're talking with, because it's just such a, a really crazy real estate market out there, which means that you really have to pre- be prepared to compete in a multiple offer scenario. So I, I do want to say, if you're if you're listening to the show, it's always best to find out your own unique situation. There's always a choice in what you can do in this situation, maybe to be um, more competitive in a market if you feel that's what you want to do or not, because you need to protect your rights, you need to protect your home and this investment that you're going to be make and and that's really um, what we're going to be talking about today because dangers of waiving your home inspection so thanks again you guys for coming back in studio yeah it's great to be here tina yeah thanks for having us of course brian so can you share what it means to waive a home inspection well uh, i'm going to talk from the perspective of a home inspector uh, obviously your realtor is going to be your ultimate resource for answering this question but To waive an inspection means that you forfeit your right to leverage a home inspection as a means to adjust your sale price offer and possibly even walk away from the deal with all your cash in hand. In other words, by waiving your inspection contingency, you agree to purchase the home at the price you offered regardless of any undisclosed issues such as costly repairs or even safety and health risks. Now, buyers, buyers who choose to waive their inspection do so often to have a better chance at winning the home in a multiple offer situation. However, once the offer is accepted, they also assume responsibility for any repairs or deferred maintenance items, regardless of cost. A pre-inspection may be conducted prior to close. However, getting out of the deal at that point often requires the buyer to forfeit their earnest money. So, Brian, what is the difference between a home inspection and a pre-inspection? A pre-inspection is a much broader view of the home where we inspect major systems only. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at the electrical panel, your major plumbing system, you know, roof condition, your foundation and crawl space, any issues down there, attic, and definitely all necessary safety devices such as functional smoke and CO detectors. We're looking for safety concerns, and a full inspection is much more detailed. We look at everything large and small and report on what we observe. We check outlets and windows. I mean, when you get into your home on a hot day in the evening, wouldn't you like to open your window? Yeah. It has screens and you don't allow bugs to come in. Yes. I'm dealing with that in my own house right now. (laughs) I need to get screens. Anyway, we also also check doors 
and your interior finishes to let you know what condition and if you have to make any repairs. Yeah, and that's really interesting because I, I would imagine a majority of buyers would not know that there's a difference between a full inspection and a pre-inspection. Pre-inspection just basically to majority would be it's the same inspection. You're just doing it pre-making an offer and having that money up front. So that's uh, great, uh, great information. So what can, and off here a little bit, can you choose to do a pre-inspection but have a full inspection and say, I want you could, you could? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. So you you need to know the difference of how you're communicating with your specter and what you want. So what are the benefits, Keith, of getting a professional unbiased input? Because that's really what you guys are is unbiased. I say if you want to know good things about the house, go to the listing agent. <laughs> if you want to know the reality, good and bad yeah. of the house, go to the inspector. Absolutely. Well, I know from my personal experience, purchase, purchasing a home is a stressful process and typically evokes an emotional roller coaster that r- removes our ability to remain objective and unbiased. Uh, also, most people are not trained in all aspects of a residential uh, home, the construction, the system functions, and maintenance requirements. So leveraging a trained professional greatly improves the ability to identify costly repairs as well as any potential safety and health issues. We all value the opinions of our family and friends. However, their opinions are typically biased due to their own personal experiences rather than professional training and expertise. Also, friends and family are not typically going to adequately inspect, let's say, the attic and crawl space areas where significant issues are often found. Unless they're good family members, maybe they'll get there. They may be there already. (laughs) (laughs) In many cases where the inspection is waived, no one even looks at these critical areas. Mm -hmm. Um, I know personally I've inspected over a thousand attics and crawl spaces and completely understand why people don't like going in them. Honestly, I don't like spiders either. But having a perspective of a neutral inspector allows for comprehensive and unbiased input, which should provide a peace of mind as well as identify opportunities for significant cost savings. Yeah, definitely. And and Brian, so how does the inspection provide leverage on a final home price? Well, I believe an inspection empowers buyers to feel confident in their decisions at the end of a stressful process in that it allows them to confidently negotiate the price or conditions of the transaction. They don't have that power right now, being it's a seller's market. Mm-hmm. They cause, they can use information given to them to gain knowledge and confidence that they're making the best informed decision they can. And keep in mind, I don't believe leverage is always about money either. It's also about leveraging your positive emotions and that is what I think is important, that you feel good about your decisions at the end of every day. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to feel good about your decisions? Definitely. You're making such a large investment of both money and time. Yeah, and that, that emotional attachment to a decision that you make can have a huge impact as well. And so just having that, um, that security and the safeness of the quality of your home. So, Keith, let's talk about the dangerous health risks that are found during a home inspection. Oh, yeah. Well, especially um, here in the Northwest, we live in a we live in a wet area. So by far here, the most dangerous health risk is mold. Mm -hmm. Um, Mold growth can be difficult to see, especially since it's often hidden in areas of the home that are rarely accessed, again, such as attics and crawl spaces. However, underneath sinks or anywhere that there's water and, and piping can be potential areas for mold. 
mold can cause serious health, health issues and can also be very costly to remediate. Um, some people are more affected by mold than others, so it's one of those uh, items that a, pro a professional should be consulted. The other serious dangerous health risk is carbon monoxide poisoning. Mm -hmm. um, it's odorless, it's impossible to detect without special training and tools, and with so many gas, water heaters, and furnaces, and fireplaces, and appliances in use today, the risk is significant and can be deadly. Proper equipment function, maintenance, and ventilation are critical to safe home environments. I personally have had a gas water heater explode in front of me. Wow. Uh, it threw me across the room, knocked me out, and it should have killed me. Uh, so I know the dangers of this. If this problem wasn't found by me um, and left for the buyers to move in, it would have leveled the house and it would have killed everybody in it. Oh, my gosh. So there are... There are big risks out there, so always count on the opinion of a trained professional. Yeah. So on that note, what are some of the worst safety concerns that get overlooked when waiving a home inspection? Is it the mold in Brian and carbon dioxide? Or? Well, the places that get overlooked the most are obviously the attic and crawl space. This is where people don't want to go. Yeah. Um, this is where we find serious issues that sometimes reside in those areas. Like, like Keith had mentioned, mold and mildew are a big aspect, although we don't want to forget about those pesky rodents. They leave droppings and urine behind that will become a serious health concern at some point if mm -hmm. left unattended. Water in the crawl space, you know, here we are back at the mold issues again. We le it leads to rot, wood-destroying organisms, which will cause structural issues, issues such as damaged floor framing and roof trusses. What about tree damage? Possibly fire. No one thinks about those things. I've been in attics where I go up and I can see the result of a fire. Uh -huh. You know, we want, uh, we want the structural parts of the home to be safe. Those are the things that protect what you love most, your family, your friends. You know, older homes can have asbestos as well. Again, health concerns. Yeah. So I, I know it's really hard to, um, you know, give an answer as far as cost, but what are the typical costs to... Uh, some significant repairs? Well, uh, from our perspective, we consider significant repairs that start at $5,000 and go up. Okay. Unfortunately, the variables of significant repairs also create repair costs that can quickly escalate mm. uh, up. Um, you know, for example, a new roof can cost ten to $15,000, obviously, just depending on the size of the home and the quality of the materials you use, that can change. But hidden moisture damage from leaks can easily reach $15,000 and up. Uh, a real common problem is damaged sewer or septic lines, and those are $10,000 and up. Foundation and structural damage typically comes in between twenty and 40000 and up. So a quality home inspection should help identify these issues and allow you to negotiate a proper purchase offer. So waiving an inspection means you assume the liability for any and all repairs. Yeah, I was just talking with Brian uh, on Tuesday about the you know cost to possibly have to raise a foundation on a home. I mean, geez, what a nightmare. So Brian, uh, why is it important to transfer liability? Well, really, it all comes down to money. Mm -hmm. I mean, wouldn't it be great peace of mind to put that liability in the hands of a professional who will take the responsibility for ensuring the home is represented accurately. That is what you're doing when you get a quality home inspection, peace of mind. And there are several areas 
again, most people don't want to go into and never will, and that is your attic and crawl space. Let a professional help. If you choose to waive an inspection, then you will assume all the liability and all the costs involved for the underlying issues. Yeah. Keith, I've got less than a minute, but i got to ask this question. How do you find a good home inspector? Well, start with your most valued resource, your realtor. Yep. And uh, from there, check your reviews, ask uh, for references, talk mm-hmm. to people who have had the inspections done. Yes. And uh, re- rely on rely on the guidance of the professionals. Yeah, I totally agree. Thank you so much, you guys, for coming into studio. I do want to give a, a shout out to all my sellers, or not my sellers, all my homeowners out there, that it's really important to have your home inspected. I'd say it, you know, at least on an every five-year basis, but if not every year. And call the show, one 855 or go online to com because I got the guys here. They are the best, and that's why I have them represent everything regarding inspection. Thanks, you guys, for coming back in studio. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Tina. It's great to be here. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Tina. And and coming up next to the Money Hour, avoid nursing homes by planning ahead for extended care. Andrea Bovey with my LTC expert right here on 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Have you heard you should consider planning ahead for extended care or been told you should look at long-term care insurance? Andrea Bovey and her company, MyLTC Expert, specializes in this type of planning. Licensed in several states, Andrea brings all the solutions that people use to fund this care we are all so likely to need someday. Find her at MyLTCExpert.com. Why worry about this? The lifetime risk of needing care is higher than most people realize. In fact, men face a nearly 60% chance and women nearly an 80% chance, so it's something we should all think about. Living longer, being single at end of life, and caregiving sandwiched between children and parents are common today. Andrea suggests people begin to learn about options at age 50, but if you're older, there's no time like the present to begin. People often procrastinate until they are unhealthy and then cannot qualify to purchase coverage at any price. Hi, I'm Andrea Bovey. Planning ahead for long-term care is a critical component of retirement planning, and I'd love to help. Give me a call at 206-369-7596 or go to my website, myltcexpert.com. And while you're there, request your complimentary copy of the Essentials of Long-Term Care Planning booklet. I'd love to send you one. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 26th show. I provide you news on everything money, fresh information on market trends and conditions in our local economy. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to your rebroadcast. You can call the show to speak with my guests that I have in studio at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. In studio right now, first time in studio, Andrea Bovey with my LTC expert, avoid nursing homes by planning ahead for extended care. Andrea, thank you so much for joining me in studio uh, today. Appreciate it. Good afternoon, Tina. 
and a little bit about Andrea. Uh, specializing since 2009, Andrea Bovey ev- educates about the likely event we each face, needing care or being called upon to be a caregiver one day, because three out of four people will need long-term care, and many people are either unaware that there are solutions to fund care or fail to plan soon enough. Andrea makes time to speak in groups and organizations as frequently as possible to raise awareness about pre-planning for extended care. Andrea's LTC partnership certified in consultants by webinars with individuals and businesses, owners in several states. Andrea designs plans using traditional long-term care insurance combo, hydro insurance products, pairing life insurance with long-term care benefits, home care only solutions, and event short-term care solutions to meet any budget. In addition, she assists consumers needing care immediately and who own life insurance to convert that policy into long-term care benefit plan. And I have to say that this is close to home uh, for me, Andrea, um, because my mother-in-law, my husband's mom, is going through some challenges right now. And at a very young age, she invested in long-term care. And I have to say, all of the assistance that she gets because of that product that she purchased, unbelievable, and takes a lot off of us in having to burden that financial expense. Congratulations, Tina. Your life is different than mine. Uh, I have a mother with no long-term care insurance. Oh, my gosh. So what uh, what age did she purchase? Oh, my God. I, I don't know. She was young, like in her late 40s to early 50s. And she was a real estate expert, you know, so just really, really planned ahead. Um, so we're talking about avoiding nor- nurses. Uh, nurse. We're avoiding nurse homes right. by planning ahead for extended care. So how does planning ahead people um, keep people out of nursing homes? Well, None of us ever think we're going to be in a nursing home, right? Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't say at the end of my life. I'm really looking forward to being at Shady Pines, right? You're yeah. not. You're not saying that, right? Yeah. And and people that are in nursing homes generally are people that didn't plan ahead. Mm-hmm. So they have impoverished themselves to be in a nursing home. They have no assets left, and they're in a place they never expected to be. Yeah. So people that plan ahead, uh, think about the risk, understand what the costs are, Mm -hmm. consider insurance, consider setting aside some of their own money, far and away are able to get their care at home or in a nice assisted living facility. Is there anything else in the the meaning of prepare, so in in getting people prepared to pre-plan for that long-term extended care? Absolutely. Obviously, I talk to people about insurance products that help Uh people to fund this because it's very difficult to save up enough money. But besides that, it's super important to talk to the family. Like you already knew probably before your mother-in-law began to have some challenges that Mm -hmm. she had this insurance. Yes. Um, I always say if if you decide that you're not going to buy any insurance, you're just going to take your chances... Some men tell me their long-term care plan is Smith & Wesson. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's not the best plan. I hope hope they're able to remember that's their plan because there is something called dementia. But I always say talk to their families. If your plan is to take your chances and maybe move in with your kids, for goodness sakes, tell your children that's your plan. Exactly. And then maybe they might uh, prepare ahead of time and financially help to get that um, that well, insurance. So what exactly is extended care and what types of services are needed of part of that extended care? Right. So extended care or long-term care, it's the same term. Okay. Same thing. And it means help when we need when we need assistance with what are called activities of daily living. So obviously we think that's for when we're quite old. 
but it can happen anytime. And our regular health insurance, our Medicare when we're 65 plus, really doesn't cover any of these expenses. Mm-hmm. I often use the actor Michael J. Fox as an example because he was yeah. diagnosed with Parkinson's at 31, and he is a long-term care patient with all of the, his resources. He works when he can, Mm -hmm. with some assistance. But he is definitely a long-term care patient with that Parkinson's disease that he has. And by the way, he became uninsurable the day of that diagnosis at 31. Yeah, Yeah. wow. Um, So it's assistance when it's uh, assistance with our activities of daily living or supervision to keep us safe when there's Alzheimer's or dementia. So when you talk about cost, I'm sure there's a, a range of costs depending on age and all of that. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I want to back uh-huh. up, though, because activities of daily living is a term in the service provider and the insurance marketplace. Uh-huh. So let's, I think we should define those. Of course. Of course, right? So activities of daily living are helped to, uh, with walking, mm-hmm. dressing, toileting, bathing, eating, transferring, all those kinds of things. So think about today. You woke up. You swung your feet out of bed, you stood up, you used the bathroom, mm-hmm. you got dressed, went into the kitchen and made some breakfast or probably coffee first in this area. Uh-huh. And eventually we may need some help with many of those things. That's what it's about. And there's a minimum requirement of, of or you've, what is the requirement of those that you've lost that ability to where you can actually... And use the benefits and, on mm-hmm. a policy? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, standardized across long-term care insurance is a need to have assistance with two out of six Got activities it. of daily living yep. or need supervision because of cognitive impairment. Okay. So let's talk about the cost associated to... So the cost for the care services, because mm-hmm. we need to talk about the cost for what the services are okay. and then the okay. cost of insurance. Okay. Okay. Go which, ahead. which do you want to do? Um, go ahead and share both of them. Okay. So in, we're in the Seattle area. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if your show broadcasts much further out of the area, does it? No. It does, well, a little we've bit. got people listen online all over, yes. All over, but yeah. primarily but we're primary in Puget here. Sound, mm-hmm. right? So the cost today for one hour of somebody to come in your home and give you some help is $30 an hour. Mm-hmm. So if you need an eight-hour shift, that's $240 for the day. Yeah. And if you're getting that every day, for 30 days. That's $7,200 a month. So right now, if you have a family member that all of a sudden is stricken with something serious and needs that, think about what account you're going to go to right now to get that money because that is all done on a private pay basis. Expensive. Expensive. (laughs) Now, of course, a lot of people are getting by with uh, four hours Three days a week, that kind yep. of thing. It isn't always that that's radical. That's where mother-in-law started out. Yeah, that's shorter. usually where mm-hmm. it starts out. Uh, a month in an assisted living is in that same range right now. It's five, $6,000 a month. Um, and an assisted living facility is where you have a room, right? Uh-huh. You've got your little apartment in the bed, and you go in a, a basically a one-bedroom with a bath is uh-huh. what it is. And you go to a common dining room for meals, generally laundries included, mm-hmm. um, generally some transportation for activities and out things. So what about, Andrea, the, the cost of the actual insurance itself? Mm-hmm. How does that range? Right. So the cost of the insurance is based on your health. It's a health underwritten product, so it's based on your health at the time you purchase uh-huh. and the level of benefits that you choose. So I find that people are spending 100 to $350 a month 
for their coverage. Yeah. And it's a big range, but some people buy very small policies mm-hmm. because that's affordable, and some yep. people want a, a big Cadillac policy. Yeah, and it's when you, you, you think about it, it's it's not an expensive cost if you think about the, the small thing to give up in order to have this so that you have that coverage when you need it and just the freedom to know that it's there. Because I imagine, and I'm not, thank goodness I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm almost rocking 50 next year. So you start thinking differently. Mm-hmm. And I imagine 10 years from now when I'm 60, I'm really going to be thinking, what is this you know, going to look like and if I'm going to need that? So you definitely mm-hmm. want to have that, um, that peace of mind. Yeah, And remember, I just said it's a health underwritten product. Yes. And so people are much more likely to qualify and get a good health rate at 50 than at 60. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So Andrea, you may think that you, you don't, you're never going to need this extended care because you're so healthy right now. What do you say to people that say that to you? I say, we all want to think that, but it mm-hmm. is the river of denial. I have yet to ever have a pet that didn't need a lot of assistance at the very tail of their life. And yeah. humans are the same way. So people a lot of times say, I'm really healthy. I will never need this. I really take care of my health. Mm-hmm. Well, those are the ones that really plan to have a long life, right? Exactly. And they're going to really need some care. But I want to, I want to address that specifically okay. because it's different by gender. So by the time we're 65, and all mm-hmm. the stats basically go from 65 plus, not that you should wait that long to purchase, sure. but the stats run that way. Men by the age of 65 have almost a 60% chance of needing long-term care in their lifetime, mm. and women almost 80. Wow. And women are diagnosed. Because we live so long. Because we live so long. Mm-hmm. And women, it's a particularly an issue because we're also often, what do I want to say, more frequently diagnosed with dementia than men. Mm. Yeah. And that's exactly what my mother-in-law has been uh, diagnosed with. I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, she's doing fine, and but you know, definitely is is utilizing the assistance that she has. So let's talk about products, um, Andrea, that you use when you plan ahead for these costs. Yeah. So I used to refer to myself as a long-term care insurance specialist, uh-huh. and now I call myself a long-term funding specialist because there's a lot of products that people use. We have traditional long-term care insurance that people have heard of. It's a product designed specifically to address this issue. Okay. Uh, all the products cover care in our, all settings, which is very important, and the same triggers the two out of six activities of daily living or mm-hmm. the co- supervision because of cognitive impairment. But there are also uh, policies that have cropped up recently, or more and more of them are being designed by carriers that combine life insurance with long-term care riders and annuities with long-term care riders. And people that have old life insurance policies or old annuities, some of those can even be what is called a 1035 exchange. Some of those can be exchanged into these products. Okay. Kind of like a 1031 real estate exchange. Yes. I'm sure it works very similarly. Yeah. yeah. um, That same kind of concept. And so now we've taken um, money that really couldn't be used on a tax-advantaged basis, and we've created tax free long-term kind of re- care benefits. Restructuring that. Mm-hmm. And so, then there's some short-term products that you uh-huh. mentioned in my bio, some other things. But anyway, there's just a whole lot of, of ways that people can plan today. Yeah. And so the best thing is to really meet with your um, your expert. I have Andrew here in studio if you don't have one and really figure out what plan's going to work best for you. So if somebody were to ask when, you know, is really the appropriate age to 
um, to start financially investing in this coverage? Well, Tina Mitchell, as as somebody that's about to turn 50 or will turn Uh 50, I always say that I want people to start planning by age 50. Okay. Um, And the truth is, is that most purchasers are between the age of 55 and 65. Got it. Yeah. Uh, But I like people to begin to look at age 50. Okay. And what about the, the qualification for purchasing? Right. Health. People buy it with their health, not their wealth. Yes. So qualification to purchase, uh, being able to health qualify is, is a big one. Mm-hmm. People always want to ask me specifically what would rule them out, and it's so different carrier to carrier that I don't like to go into that in this kind of setting. But sure. I say work with an expert because they will be able to direct you to the appropriate carrier based on your situation. Makes sense, Andrea. Yeah. So, Andrea, we've got uh, less than a minute and I need yeah. to get to a uh, commercial. So, what would you like to leave the listeners uh, with as we wrap up our time together? Let your family be your family, not your caregiver. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. So, if you're, us almost brought a tear to my eye. If you're, if you're listening right now, really think ahead because that's what the show is about. The show is really about having a financial stable plan and understanding all of the options that you need to prepare for yourself and for your family so that you can live a great life. And so, Andrea, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your wealth of information uh, to my listeners. Really appreciate it. Pleased to be here. Coming up next to the Money Hour, why listing your home overpriced is a huge mistake. Francine Schneider with Remax Integrity right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Have you been in your home for more than 30 years and are now thinking of downsizing? Francine Schneider with Remax Integrity has assisted many couples just like you and helped them make this hard move going from a large home to a more manageable square footage. Francine has a sincere commitment to making the real estate process as smooth as possible, guiding you through this perhaps very difficult next phase of your life. She also has a great strategy for selling a first time on the market home. To learn more about Francine Schneider's real estate process and system, you can reach her at 425-890-0865 or by email at francine at schneiderestate.com. Hi, I'm Francine Schneider. Give me a call at 425-890-0865 if you have difficulty downsizing or have an aging parent who needs help with their move. I'll be your senior real estate specialist and trusted advisor. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, August 26th show, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at one 855 411 or you can go online to themoneyhour.com, discuss anything regarding your finances, or most important, get connected with the guest I have in studio today. And right now in studio, Francine Schneider with Remax Integrity. Why listing a home for an overprice is a huge mistake. Francine, thank you so much for coming back in in studio. It's great to have you here today. Thanks for having me back too. Of course. And a little bit about Francine. Francine is from Montreal, 
You'll hear that in her beautiful accent. Lived two years in Arizona and 17 years in Vancouver, Vancouver, British Columbia, before moving to Seattle in 2008. She has an interior design background and owned and staging and professional organization company for world tours between age of 20 and 35 in Canada. Francine has a master's in educational technology and bachelor in linguistic she successfully got these degrees between her main careers in interior design and real estate. Francine thought she wanted to change and teach, but when she finished her master degree, she went back to her profession, passion, which is design and real estate. When Francine moved to the United States in 2008, she took two years to study Washington's markets. In 2010, she was licensed in the U.S. and joined John L. Scott. Because of her Canadian affiliation and referral partners in 2013, she decided to join Remax, which is the number one in real estate company in Canada and many countries in Europe. Uh, and she loves to writer Harley Davidson, which I just love, and my dog's name, which Francine knows, is Harley for Harley Davidson. So Francine, um, this is for not just the sellers out there, but also for buyers in real estate to understand um, that there are homes out there that are overpriced. And for the sellers, it's important to understand why it's a huge mistake to overprice your home, which we were talking a little bit before, before we started the show here today. Why must sellers price their home at the right price the first time? And why is listing a home overpriced a huge mistake? Um, there's a lot of problem with uh, sellers are overpricing their home. Um, they can lose a lot of money. But before I'm going to talk about the danger of high pricing, it's also lowing, lowing, putting a price, a low price yes. can be also dangerous. But uh, before you price a home, before I get to the danger of uh, overpricing a home and maybe pricing too low as well, um, I would like to um, remind the um, sellers um, how to price a home correctly and not to go overpricing okay. to begin with. And so before you price your home, you have to look at the percentage of list priced received the days on market, the absorption rate, which is the month supply of mm -hmm. inventory, uh, the range of properties that are selling, sitting, and expiring, although we don't have a lot of expire these days, uh, the ratio of new listings coming on the market versus those going off the market, the medium sales price going up and down, mm -hmm. uh, the people who are the sellers who have to uh, reduce their uh, price now, we see that, we have seen that this month, which is a little bit new right now. Yes. And the number of closed sales as compared with previous months um, and the trends, what's going on. Yeah. What's happening with somebody overpriced um, their home? I call that the pricing pyramid. And the pricing pyramid, it illustrates um, that as list price increase above market value, a smaller percentage of potential buyer will look at the home. For instance, if you look at the pyramid, so if you price your home 15% below market value, you're going to have 90% of potential buyer mm -hmm. that will look at the home. If you go 10% below market value, you're going to have 75% of buyers who will look at the home. If you go at market value or just maybe 5% above or lower, uh -huh. you're going to have like 60% of potential buyers looking at a home. If you go 10% above, market value, mm -hmm. then you decrease your chance of having your home being seen. So you're going to put, it's going to be like 30% of buyers who will Got want it. to look at the home. Above 50% uh, of market value, 10% will look at the home. Wow. Or people will go and look at the home, but they're going to try to compare the home 
with what you do when you're overpricing, you're helping the competition selling yes. your home exactly. because they're going to go and look at your home. They're going to go to the, they're going to compare mm -hmm. something else. They're going to say, okay, this person's got, this home's got a, a kitchen redone, the yes. countertop, bathroom, and they're selling for $10,000 yeah. less than you do. Can you, and I have an example with that. Last month, I list two homes the same day, two properties. And one of my sellers, um, we agreed that we're going to stay just at the market value. The market value, it's what uh, we have a lot of programs now. And besides, with everything that I just list, mm -hmm. you look at the comparable, you look at what's going and coming, sure. and how many days on the market. Mm -hmm. And you, you stay within those price. You don't try to go above saying, oh, yeah, but I have a view. I, your home works with a buyer wants to exactly. give. And so with these two properties, the first one, Within the same day, I had like tons of uh, showing, eight offers, and we way, we went way above the listing mm -hmm, price. Mm -hmm. The other one, it was above market value, and I was really uh, reluctant to list the price at that price, but I did for my seller. But I, we had a, a discussion that they of would course. go and lower yeah. at one point, but uh, they didn't want to lower, and I can tell that. But we had one offer at lower price. And uh, they accepted that offer, but we didn't go, you know, we had to lower the price by yeah. 10000 And, you know, it's it's a real strategy when you're pricing a home, and especially in a market like this, because the market is, is it's constantly moving. And so really having that expert, you look at all the things that Francine listed, and really being able to put that together to determine a price, it's, it's a talent to be able to do that. So Francine, really... I want to um, move over to talk about the resale versus new construction. Okay, the resale versus new constructions is... Um, well, when you buy a resale, uh, you everything it's there. You you can change, but that's going to cost you a lot of money. Yes. When you if you want to change everything, if you go with the new constructions, mostly likely you're not going to have to change a lot of things because everything is brand new in the new constructions. Mm -hmm. um, before it was a little bit easier to go with the new constructions because the bidding war was not there. Yes. And. and and the market today has shifted as we speak today, like yep. this month. The market has shifted a little bit. It's a little bit slower, and some people have to reduce their price. A little price. bit slower, meaning instead of 20 offers on 20, a home, there might be five offers on exactly. a home. Exactly. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, I guess it's always been a little yes. bit slower. I've seen a lot of price reductions mm -hmm. uh, looking at the, So maybe what I'm saying right now, the new constructions has changed because I haven't seen in the last past two weeks. Uh -huh. I haven't had a buyer for new constructions, but as of April still, when I was telling my buyers, uh, listen, you cannot get a home because you've been putting uh, offers on five homes. You don't get it it's mm -hmm. because they don't want to waive an inspections yes. or they don't want. And I totally understand that. I will never suggest somebody to go and waive an inspections. Mm -hmm. I, I would have loved to talk to this guy today on the show. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I was telling them, go with the new constructions because yes. you don't have a bidding war. You mm -hmm. just go in and you find your plot and yep. you put an offer and the price is the price. Well, in April and in May, um, big companies, like very large companies, were taking, they were putting a home on the market on Thursday, uh -huh. and they were waiting until Monday to see how many offers they would have, the price, and people were bidding on them. Yeah, So for a new construction, I was so shocked because yeah. I, I hadn't seen that 
for the last last seven ten years, interesting uh, ten years that I've been doing that. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, it's it was always it's always kind of you wonder why the new construction is different and how yeah. the the homes are priced because they're still you know mm-hmm. it there's still a, a limited amount of buyers there. So what about senior programs, Francine? Uh, the senior programs. Um, there is a lot of help for seniors, mm-hmm. and you need to be very aware of the, pr- the 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 helps out there and the companies that want help. Who's going to pack uh, their um, th- their belonging? Because a senior, especially uh, when if they have children, it's perfect. But a lot of uh, couple who one passed away, the other one will be left alone. They yes. don't have s- children, or it's a r- they moved uh, out of the country. They came here, and they're just the two of them. So you need to know. Uh, who's going to help you, like moving company. Mm-hmm. Um, there is um, um, a moving company that they are fi- fighter, firefighter, and they're doing that as a volunteer. Really? So every wow. money that they are getting from moving those senior uh-huh. out, and mo- it's going back to helping wow. the firefighter. Um, the, it's kind of a founding, it's kind of, you know, self-funding, but uh-huh. it, and they're really good. I always suggest all my clients to go with them. And I just had a, a, soul, uh, a cell uh, last month with the elderly woman. She was alone. She was lucky. She had two, two daughters who uh-huh. helped her like there is no tomorrow. They packed everything. They, they did a lot, but the moving, the big moving. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really hard to help them. You need to have somebody that psychologically understand the elderly where they've been grabbing on their thing for 50 and 60 years mm-hmm. and they don't want to let go anything and everything's got a value yeah. value that we don't see yeah. the moving company wouldn't see there is program as I said they help seniors psychologically to disconnect themselves with the belonging and say yeah. you know we yeah. gotta move you're gonna buy a new thing that's gonna make you feel 10 years younger and helping them this way exactly so lots of lots of resources out there just uh, knowing what those are so I want to move over to uh, the internet and all of the amazing tools that are out there but on when you're looking at pricing your home and trying to determine a, a home is that internet tool really going to be that much of a resource for you the research it, it's always fun to see i say fun because uh-huh. i'm looking at them see to what zillow is going to see because everybody's looking at zillow yes. so you cannot hide under the rock you mm-hmm. got to look at it um, but you have to to look at the market yes and, and unfortunately the market is 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 what the neighborhood dictate because when the neighborhood starts selling higher and higher and higher, you cannot go back unless there is a crash somewhere or the market's, I don't know how it's going to stabilize to bring the price a little bit down than that. Mm-hmm. But if you get a market or you have a neighborhood, like for instance, my neighborhood, I mean, I I come from a neighborhood that it was kind of a medium price. And now because everybody wants to be in that neighborhood because yes. of the lake, we have a lake, we have new con- new elementary school, new high school. Well, the homes now are starting to sell higher because everybody wants to be in this neighborhood. Yes. When, and it's more affordable. Exactly. So it's open up more. It, it's, it is, but it, it can, it's kind of yep. getting not affordable because, because qua- quadrants mm-hmm. start, uh, started making a big deal at like 24 mm. homes building. But what I'm saying is like you do the comps, you cannot go down. Yes. The comps is okay now. Everything selling is around six hundred, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's so unless your home is really, really like so old and so uh, outdated, you go have to you're gonna go to have with the flow of the market. Yes. So, so those company, those are like Zillow and every companies that try to price your home, they never 
went inside your home. Exactly. They don't know what you've done yeah. with your uh, renovations and your backyard. Mr. Zillow and... never visited your home, no, exactly. is what I say. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we cannot price your home. Yes. So I can because I can look at the comparable. Exactly. And, uh, how many days they stay on the market, what it looks mm. I visit every home. But every home that I'm working in those neighborhoods, or mm-hmm. if I have a buyer or a seller, I'm going to take my week, my month, and I'm going to visit every home that's are for sales yeah. before like, I'm going to preview everything. Yeah. So I'm going to compare. There's a lot, a lot of work into determining that price. Yes. So Francine, as we wrap up our time here, all of my sellers that are listening, what would you say to them that they in, in making sure that they're pricing their home? Correctly, I would say to them, um, don't forget that the market dictates dictates pricing. It's not the whims of broker or the dreams of buyers and seller, but the market. Listen, the market, and look at the home around and the pricing. And listen, your your realtor. They are the professionals. We yeah. do that twenty four seven for most of us, and we work on our MLS. We have perfect tools to look at all the real pricing. How much it sold? How much it sells? How many days on the market? not the electronic device uh, apps that you can find. Yes. Just ask your real estate broker. Great, great advice. And I want to add to that, uh, Francine, as well, as being in the market, like you said, 24-7, you are in there all the time. You're looking at the homes. You know everything that's happening in the market, um, which there there's a lot of, again, talent to really put that together, to list your home right. Not too low and not too high, yeah. but at the right price. Francine, thank you so much for uh, joining me in studio again. Look forward to having you thank back. Thank you so much. Yeah, sure. I'll come back. Okay. And this is your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, saying thank you to all of you for being here and come back next weekend. I'll be here same time, same place, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.